Today I want to uh, speak on a message that title, Overcoming Depression. Overcoming Depression. I already have a testimony this morning. A brother came to me. That's the brother right there. We prayed for his back some time back. He came to me. My back's still good. I can walk. I can do anything I want to do. God will heal. Now, I, I rejoice in that. But what that tells me, if God can heal your back, God can heal depression. God can heal you from depression. God can heal you from panic attacks. God can heal you from anxiety. God can. His God is the same God. I've seen like legs grow, it seems like it's growing out. God doesn't, there's nothing that's impossible with God. The only thing that is oppressing us is our faith. Or lack of faith. If we can believe God can do all things. So I believe today, if you are suffering from depression, this is your day. God's going to heal you from that thing. If it's chemical, whatever it is, God is able to change that thing in your body and free you from it. But the first thing, we have to understand who we are. And then we have to know the enemy. And how to deal with the enemy. I really believe God will deliver you from it today. But after your deliverance, you want to know the enemy and how to fight. Because the Bible tells us from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence. I used to think suffers violence. And the violent ones take it by force. That the, the, the liar... Am I supposed to fight with God to get something? No, God's already giving. It's the enemy, the thief, that's trying to steal from me. And I have to fight with everything that I have to keep what God has given to me. If I don't, the thief will steal it from me. But if I let him steal from me, then he's going to go a little further. He's going to destroy you. So we need to know what the scripture says. Depression lives in the soul. Depression lives in the soul. It's not in your spirit. The spirit is born again. They got Christians who are depressed. It's not in their spirit. It lives in their soul. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, the second part, the prayer was this. May your whole spirit, soul and body be preserved, blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Your soul, your spirit, soul and body. Preserved by God. Blameless. That's the way God wants it when he returns. So you are a spirit. You have a soul. And you live in a body. But depression lives 
in the soulless realm. Just your mind, your will, and your emotions. What enters into your mind affects how you feel. And how you feel affects the decisions you make. That's the way it works. So the enemy knows. If he can put lying thoughts into your head, negative thoughts into your head, different from what God has said, then your mind, how you, what you're thinking, now affects your emotions. And if he can get to your emotions and keep you, captive in your emotions and control that, then it will control your decisions. You don't want to see anybody. You don't want to talk to anybody. You don't want to be around people. You don't listen to anybody. You want to be alone. You just want to sleep. Sometimes you just want to die. Because your emotions have received negative thoughts. And so it affects you. That's what depression is all about. Feeling that comes from thoughts that weigh you down. But our job is to kick that stupid stuff out of our soul. Amen? amen. Can I hear an amen? Kick it out. And God's giving you everything that you need to be able to do it. It's not God's fault. Jesus came. He died on the cross. To free us from all of this. He said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Well, if you're depressed and don't want to be around people, that's not abundant life. So you know it's not coming from Jesus. He's coming from the thief. He's got you. He's got you. Depression is not for us. And Jesus said, you shall know the truth. And the truth will make you free. You can be free from it. If you want to. The other day I said, sometimes people like to be sick. Uh, They like all the stuff they they get from it. Buying them flowers, visiting them in the hospital, and all of that. I don't want you visiting the hospital. I like to come visit you in the hospital now, okay? This is beautiful. Because I can pray for you and get you out of that place. Amen. It's a thing of the mind. Your mind. That's why the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 12. Be transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. Change your mind. And the emotions of God. Change your mind by the word of God. And the, the, those negative emotions will leave you. And you can be free. When you are depressed, you have been taken captive. Isaiah chapter 60, verse clear. Arise and shine. For your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is upon you. The darkness is in the world. But the Lord has risen in deep darkness over the people. But the Lord has risen upon you. And his glory shall be seen in you. You can carry God's glory and be depressed. They don't go together. 
Amen. So when depression comes, I said, no, uh, uh, you found the wrong address. I'm not signing for your package. I think you forgot. Is the na- that man over there? You can go deliver that package and check the address properly. I am born again. Amen. I'm a child of God. That's not for me. He gave me the com- garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Send it back. Oh, send it back to the sender, right? Take it back to the sender or give it to the neighbor. It's not for me. That's not kind. <laughs> give it to my neighbor. <laughs> but listen to what he says. In Romans chapter 8 verse 6. For to be carnally minded is what? Death. Everything, even if it's real in the world. Why we look not to the things that are seen... But the things that are unseen, because the things that are seen are temporary. That feeling is temporary, but the word of God is eternal. So I stay with God's word, not how I feel, not what I've heard, because it comes through the message of Satan. You were happy one minute, and then you read something from a male, and now your whole life is turned upside down, and you're wondering, and you're thinking, I'm going to die. But how come did you live up to this time? What preserved you until this time? Did God die? To be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is what? Life and peace. How can you be spiritually minded? Think of the spirit all the time. Oh, Holy Spirit. I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, the Word of God. He's the Word of God. You meditate on the Word of God. You set your mind on what God has said. You know what's, how you're feeling, but you know what God has said. Let God be true and everyone a liar. So you stay on God's side. It two cannot walk together except they be in agreement. If you agree with the depression, guess what you got? Depression. You agree with God, guess what you got? God. Enjoy. This scripture cannot lie. I refuse to be depressed. Look, Job tells us this. A man born by a woman is of few days and full of trouble. You are not the only one going through it. And if something is telling you, why is it happening just to me? Someone is lying to you. Believe me, there are so many people in the world going through more difficult problems than you are going through. And they are out there trying to make something out of their lives. You listen to the enemy too long. You stay with the word of God. To be spiritually minded is life. And peace. And Jesus made it clear to us when he told us in John 6, 63, It is the Spirit who gives life. The Spirit of God gives life. The flesh profits nothing. Say the word with me. 
The flesh profits nothing. You should know that by now. And I know it. This flesh is is crazy. Okay? The flesh profits nothing. In other words, if you lean on the flesh, you're not going to gain any gain. It's God's spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words, Jesus said, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. You know, spirit. You see, the spirit's moving, right? When the spirit moves, you move, amen? The spirit will move you. And then you have life. You can't have life and be depressed at the same time. When you're depressed, life's going away from you. And God came to give you life more abundantly. And that's the truth. When we talk about miracles, it's so true. If you want to feel it, you feel nothing. Just believe the word. Just believe the word and act on the word. Say the words. Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 13, he says, Because I believe, I spoke. We also believe and we speak. If you believe the word, speak it. Life and death are in the power of the word. Uh, uh, the power of, uh, of the tongue. So notice, once you say it from your mouth, it's eternal. Because you will give God, you will answer to God on the day of judgment. Your words, they live forever. If, 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 if your words don't, they're not, never there, how is God going to judge you for every idle word that you speak? That says your words are powerful. And so you can speak God's word against what's happening to your life. And things can change. You don't have to be depressed. If you stay with God's word, that situation will change. But if you agree with that situation, it will stay the same and cause you so much problem. Let me say this. Anyone can be depressed. And it's the word of God that frees you. There's nothing more to say about it. Constantly, if I have something I don't like, if it's something that I just, I quote a few scriptures in my head, and it's gone. Don't ask me, I don't understand it. But I learned it from Jesus. It is written. Amen. It is written. If I have a disturbing thought that I don't like, I search my computer, my brain, through the scriptures, and find, I find one. And I shoot back my arrow. Amen? Amen. It disappears. The word works. It's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. The scripture says. It discerns what's going on. I may not be able to discern it, but the word knows what's going on. And the word, the Bible says, him for the word. I was shocked by that. The word of God is a person and can discern so when I speak the word against how I feel, he goes in and discerns what's happening and corrects it. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. Peace meaning your heart's not troubled anymore. 
Anyone can be disturbed. I mean, uh, uh, depressed. I thought about uh, Elijah. Great prophet of God. I mean, this guy said, no rain. And for three years, just by him, a man saying no rain. The whole of Israel and everywhere, all that region, there was no rain. And he said, this is, I'm telling you, king, by my word. And that's bold. By my word, there will be no rain. And then this man came back again and says, now, I'm going to call for rain. And God's going to send rain. It brought the idol worship in Israel to his knee. And then he heard a word from Jezebel, the wife of Ahab. God do so to me, and more also, if I don't make you like one of those 450 prophets of Baal that he killed. And all of a sudden, just by hearing those words, that's the thing with depression. Depression doesn't allow you to see beyond what you're hearing or what you're seeing before your eyes. He forgot about everything. He left his servant, the one he was training to take his place. He left his servant in Judah and he went into the wilderness. Let me read it to you. First Kings chapter 19, verse 4. But himself, that's Elijah, went a day's journey into the wilderness. And came and sat down under a broom tree. He, he didn't want company. You see what happens to people? When you're depressed and you don't want to be around people, that's depression. And you are in the wilderness, by yourself, lost. He was in the wilderness. You don't see things right. Sit and feed things into your mind telling you nobody loves you. Even in church, nobody wants to talk to me. And then he, talk, he moves your eyes over this way. And he says, ah, you see, they're all happy. But you are the only one in the world that's unhappy. You don't even look good. You see, your children, don't even, they don't even want anything to do with you. Why don't you just kill yourself? All the stuff's killing. Yeah, he's saying, oh yeah, can you tell me more? I need more so I can feel really bad. You don't see things the way you should be seen. It's not real. Everything is magnified. But you think you're right and everybody is wrong. And, and, and they don't, you don't understand what I'm going through. You know what that is? Pity party. Uh, Timpy used to say, when you have that, that party... Nobody comes to be with you in that party. It's just you and the devil alone. You guys can have fun. He said, It is enough. He's telling God, Look, I'm out of it. It's tired. Enough. I can't handle it anymore. It's enough. I mean, just a woman threatening you? You great prophet? Known by all in Israel? I mean, he could have told the children of Israel, can you all go get that woman? 
after that great miracle, fire coming from heaven, and they were shouting, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. And he would say, get that woman. And they were all rushed. It's over with him. He couldn't see that. Depression doesn't allow you to see reality. You are in your own reality. That's not true. You see things differently. And look at what he's saying. It is enough now, Lord. Take my life. I just want to die. As if your death is going to kill everybody else. You will be the only one to die, okay? But when you are in that, you can't see. It's a tough place to be. I just want to die. Take my life. You can tell he was depressed. And then he says, for I am not better than him, than my father's. Really? A man like this, God, Jesus said very clearly, of all the prophets, John was the greatest. But how did John come? In the spirit of Elijah, right? Elijah, prophecies over. But he couldn't see that. He wanted to take his life. And then look at the next thing he did. Then he lay and slept. <laughs> see how people sleep when they're depressed? He just want to sleep all day. That's what he's doing. Sleeping. Depression steals years from people. Depression reduces productivity in the lives of people. You can't do anything. It's like you're paralyzed. But today, God will free you. Can I hear an amen? Today is your day of freedom. God will free you from me. I know God can heal. We don't have to see it. God can kick that thing out of your body today. You come for prayer, God will take it out of you. And learn to rejoice in Him. Amen? How did this man get free? God positioned him. If you are going to be free, it's going to be through God's word. You see, God positioned him. And he was in a place, and there was a mighty wind that came. Elijah felt the wind, but he says, God was not in the wind. And then there was a, an earthquake. And God was not in the earthquake either. Sometimes we think, something needs to shake me out, shake me real strong. Just move something. Uh, no, it does, it's not in that. Amen. We don't need an earthquake to change the situation. We need God. And then after that, there was fire. And God was not in the fire. Let me read it. It says, and after the earthquake, First uh, Kings 19, beginning verse 12. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. That's all it took. Just a still, small voice. I've been in situations where it's so tight. And you, I don't know what to do. Confused. 
And I'm praying because that's the only way place to go. When you feel that way, cry out in prayer. If you can pray in tongues, pray in tongues. Until your tongue is hanging. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and, and then all of a sudden, just one line. God speaks just a few words. And it's over. The problem, nothing has changed. But I have so much confidence. And I can step out now. And I'm not, I'm not feeling bad anymore. Somehow, I know God's going to take care of me. And I shared this story here before when I came. I started my PhD in Texas A&M. The head of department he told me very clearly there, I can understand you. Your, your accent is not that bad. <laughs> you're, you're different from the rest of them. You seem to, I said, I want, I want to employ you. And instantly, he wanted to get me ready. I want to make you a teaching assistant and we'll pay you. I'll pay you real well. And I wasn't ready for that. I had to go back to my country and then come back. I've been away from home. I can't just continue this PhD stuff. It's four years. So I said, sir, can, it, can I go? He said, yeah, don't worry about it. Go. I like you. Because, I mean, you, your accent is really good compared to the other. <laughs> I wasn't offended. I need the job, okay? <laughs> I need the job. He can say whatever he wants. But give me the job. That's fine for me. Because... My accent, the way you want, that's, not pro- that's your problem. I need that job. But when I go back, he said, no job for you. I mean, he left a message. He wouldn't even come himself. He left a message for Dr. Fanger. Please, Dr. Fanger, watch his truth. You know that. <laughs> he left a message for Dr. Fanger. He says, tell that young man from Africa, he will never get a job from this department till he graduates. I said, what? You can change just like that? What's going on? I said, I have admission in Ohio State University. They offered me uh, a job, but I turned that down because I want to be in Texas. And now, the guy said, you want to go to Ohio? You can go. I said, this is not working. School had already started. So there is no way. And I'd rejected that Ohio stuff. So I was stuck. Guess what? I went to pray. That's not when I spoke in a different language to God. Okay, please. But, but I prayed before God. And God gave me something. I still remember my yellow pad. And he wrote. He said to me, I was here before you got here. Don't worry about it. And I felt good. Jeez. He doesn't know he's going to hire me, whether he likes it or not. <laughs> By the end of the semester, he had hired me. And he swore, I gave you that job when you arrived. I didn't want to tell him, no, you told me. I don't want to remind him of that. There's no use reminding of him of what he said. I said, no, sir, you, you didn't give me the job. But he said, heck, that was his language. Give him everything. And that's what I got. After I graduated, he was still paying me. That's true. I asked my wife was there. He was still paying me. My point is, God gives you a word. 
and you don't have to. The trouble is still there. He's, take, he's going to take care of it. You know how God delivered him? That word. Just a word. And then if you read about the life of Elijah, right after that, that was when he actually confronted Ahab about Naboth's vineyard. It was after this, he was calling fire from heaven on generals. And one of the generals learned his lesson after a few generals came in and they got touched. The general said, "Uh, please, don't burn us alive. Just please have mercy. All of that took place after this event. So it's depression. You can be free from that this morning. Can I hear an amen? You can be free from that. Job was also depressed. Job cursed the day of his birth. And then, later God, again through the word, he says, the Lord answered Job. When you are depressed, what you need from God is a word from him. Job, in Job chapter 3 verse 1, it says, Job opened his mouth and cursed the day of his birth. And then in Job chapter 38, verse 1, God started speaking to Job. He said to Job, who is this who darkens counsel by words without knowledge? You see, a lot of people used to say, the Lord gives, the Lord takes away. Well, God says those words were words without knowledge. Don't quote that scripture again for your life. Amen? Words without knowledge. So God started speaking to him. When God will restore you, he's going to be through the word of him speaking to you in your spirit. The words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. Are you getting something from this? Amen. So God spoke to him. And and, and look at what Job responded back to God. Job uh, 42, verse 3. You asked, who is this who hides cancer? So he's speaking to God without knowledge. Therefore, I have uttered what I did not understand. Things too wonderful for me. You see, just like Angela said, God planned your life before you were born. He knew you before the foundation of the world. And He didn't plan your life for destruction. He planned your life to do you good. All He wants you to agree with Him and believe it so you can walk with Him. He said, I spoke without understanding. Things too wonderful for me, which I did not know. So, I did not know, I didn't know in the past, but now, I know. I know. Listen, please, he says to God, and let me speak. You said, I will question you, and you shall answer me. I have heard of you, by the hearing of the ear. But now, my eyes sees you. When you see God in his word, the troubles are over. And God's not a respecter of persons. 
No matter where, you're, where, where, where you are in your situation, you can seek God and God will respond. Because you are a person. He created you in his image. He knows you personally. So he knows the sound of your voice. So when you call, he hears. And if it's a tough situation, when the time comes, he'll speak to you. And take care of the problem. And you don't have to worry about anything after that. Amen? That's how we distinguish. Jesus said, you believe in God. Let not your heart be troubled. John 14 verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in the Savior. How many of you have the Savior? So why is your heart troubled? Why are you so concerned? A spiritual word for fear. You believe in God, believe also in me. Jesus said. And what we need to do is instead of focusing on those negative thoughts that will affect your emotions negatively, focus on what God says about you. I have a hope for you, God says. I have a future for you, God says. Things may be bad. It was bad for Job. But God turned everything around. God turned everything around. So you see, Paul tells us, whatever things are true, and God, you know what's true? The word of God, amen. Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, and if there is any, anything praiseworthy, he says, think about these things. That's what God wants you to stay thinking. So because your thoughts will affect your emotions, and your emotions will affect your will, your decisions. That's what it is. But I want to remind you certain things before I close, that the word says about you. The scripture of 1 Corinthians 2 verse 16, it says, For who has known the mind of, of the Lord, that he may instruct him, who knows God's mind? So we can tell him something. We nobody knows. But then he says, but. Meaning even though you don't know God's mind, but we have what? The mind of Christ. The mind of Christ cannot be depressed. Yeah. It's impossible. You have the mind of Christ. So, what should I say? Is God suggesting? No. God says, I have it. So, my mind cannot be deceived. I have the mind of Christ. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 7. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and what? A sound mind. If your mind is sound, how can you be depressed? So you know what I do? I just tell myself, my mind is sound. Amen. I don't have the spirit of fear. I have the spirit of love. I have the spirit of power. And I have a sound mind. According to the scripture. 
If you keep saying that, the enemy knows to, that you have decided not to sign for the package. He has to let him go somewhere else. So you say, God has not given me the spirit of fear. I have the spirit of power. I can love anybody. And my mind is sound. Amen. And you will be agreeing with God's word. That's how we healed. That's how God heals us. When we pray for people to be healed, we don't feel anything. Sometimes God mercifully gives us a feeling. When I feel heat, I know the person is healed. I don't care what they got. But most of the time, I feel nothing. I'm just going by God's word. And he is faithful to his word. It's the same word that I'm speaking. My mind is sound. I cannot be depressed. Amen. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violence, the violent ones take it by force. So I've got to tell myself and my mind, you speak it, your ears hear it and it goes down into your spirit. I have a sound mind. If you say it loud enough, Satan knows to leave you alone. That's how we overcome. He's suggesting, telling you, you know, uh, this is going to happen to you. This is going to happen to you. You're, you're going down. This is, this is, no, 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 no. God says the otherwise. And God's word will come true. All we have to do, if you care, if you have care, the Bible says to care, cast your care upon him. Are we going to do that this morning? Cast every care because God cares for you. And he promised never to leave you Never to forsake you. He is here this morning. And he's going to do just that. Amen. Will you stand up with me this morning? So I believe you have a tool. <coughs> excuse me. To fight sickness and disease. Because of the word. Jesus didn't fight with Satan. He just said it is written. Right? It is written. And Satan left him alone. In the same way, in the natural, we can do just that. God said. And if we stand by God, the miracle will take place. So if you're feeling anxious, you're feeling depressed, you have those sad feelings, they're not from God. Arise and shine. For your light has come. And the glory of God is upon you. There's deep darkness in the world. But you got light. And you carry God's glory. You can't carry God's glory. And be depressed. So whatever it is. Whatever problem there is in your life. That is causing you. Reverse it through the word of God. If it's finances. Remind yourself. God says. He will not allow you to suffer want. Whatever it is. If a sickness has been running in your life, that's including depression, God says he himself bore our infirmities and carried our sicknesses. God's freeing you this morning. Would you lift your hands up? Prayer partners, please come up here. If you have been having even a touch of depression, God's going to free you this morning because you have heard his word. Today is the end of that. God's going to free you. Amen. 
And so those of you that have been feeling that way off and on, please come up and God let receive prayer. You already know how to fight and God's going to free you. Don't hold back, but please come for prayer. Now, lift up your hands, the rest of us. And please say with me, I will never again allow depression to come over my life. I am a child of God. I carry the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. I cannot, say it again, I cannot be depressed. I am a child of God. Amen. Put your hands together for him. Hallelujah. Today, everyone who has, who has attempted what they call cutting, is that what they call it? That's never going to happen again. We rebuke that demonic spirit. And if you're here and your children are not here, today we are standing in the gap for your children. They are not going to attempt that again by the power of the name of the Lord Jesus. Can I hear an amen? God's going to do it for us. No more. No more. No more cutting, no more depression, nothing of that sort. God's with us. And if God be for us, say it with me. If God be for us, if God be for us, who can be against us? Nobody. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed.